that's so braven. If you don't listen to this podcast, do you know what happens? You get it. Okay. I feel good about that. <laughs> This is Benjamin Raven with the Court of Nerds, and you are listening to That's So Braven. Still, that's right. Uh, I've got with me tonight not just a special guest, but a special member. Oh, that came out wrong. Crazy on that. We've <laughs> wow. got a, a special new Court of Nerds member to introduce. You know him from his past work as Brunner 1.0, but was it 1.0? Yeah, and it's Brunner, but whatever. Who cares? He's, he's in the past. <laughs> Oh, but he's going by Sweetwater now. It's Austin Sweetwater Bruner. I know how to say your last name. I can't believe I just messed that up. Uh, we've <laughs> that one time in person. Who cares? Yeah, we've done three years worth of podcasts together, though. Yeah, and that's saying something, right? We're basically best yeah. friends, 2K18. I mean, that, that means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the best yeah. man at your wedding. I, I'm honored. Okay. I'm truly privileged. Deal. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I will do it. But yeah, he's going to he's gonna come on, full-time member. He's going to help us do a lot of things. Obviously, he's going to do all the wrestlings with me. He's actually going to be at Money in the Bank and NXT TakeOver Chicago, so we will totally get into that. Baby! Talk Money in the Bank. We already got two lists up together in his first week and a half or whatever here, so we're rolling. We'll go through that. We'll talk about New Japan Dominion. We'll talk about anything else that comes to mind because while that's so brave and is still a thing, it's still going to be <laughs> unstructured as shit. <laughs> yes it is <laughs> oh shoot so yeah let's get right into it let's get right into it we started last week with the top five money in the oh i should uh throw it out to tardy's collector corner uh gavin and d making them all the things work for the court of nerds go support them tardy's collector corner grand rapids comic-con grcomiccon.com get those plugs out of the way because we're going to talk money in the bank now the top five money in the bank contract cash-ins in wwe history you can find this one on the court of nerds.com you and i uh had some pretty similar lists but we disagreed at the top tell me why was seth rollins your number one over edge <laughs> so i i definitely struggled with this it wasn't an easy decision by any means but uh when you and i were talking it was very obvious to me that i had to put seth rollins as the number one strictly because it was WrestleMania, man. And I mean, the biggest stage of them all. I get it. Edge was the first one. He kind of set the tone for how to use the Money in the Bank briefcase. But Seth Rollins did it in the main event against Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, which was a terrible main event for WrestleMania because we all thought Roman was guaranteed to win. And they yes. threw that little chestnut in there of Seth Rollins, and he hit the curb stomp, and he winged that belt around his head, and I... Hmm. Uh, I can't, I can't get past that moment. He made it. He made it happen. And see, I'm in the position of not disagreeing with you because I remember losing my crap at that moment, and it was perfectly executed. It was on the grandest stage of them all, main event of WrestleMania, and it was breaking up a main event that a lot of people didn't care who won. So all of a sudden there was something to care about. That was important, but I still went with Edge, cashing in on John Cena at New Year's Revolution 2006, not just because it was the first, 
just because it's one of those moments that I watched live that is stuck with me to this day. I remember sitting in my room. I think I was a sophomore or junior in high school. I was a junior in high school, and I just remember being shocked by this. Absolutely shocked by it. They executed it perfectly. Cena went super Cena again, surviving the elimination chamber. You think the show's over. Then Vince's music hits. Edge maniacally comes out with Lita. It takes two spears to do it, but my goodness, this was a guy I'd been wanting to see ascend to the main event since he kind of started as a singles wrestler, you know? So, yeah, I I don't disagree with you at all, at all. So you just brought something up that will kind of maybe explain my position a little bit more. So you watched Edge cash in live. Yes. I did not because I did not start actually. I've never bought a pay-per-view until the WWE Network came out. Um, Fuck you. I, uh, <laughs> you, know much, you know how much money. <laughs> Just like, Good to talk to you too, sir. No. Okay, continue because this, is, uh, so this no, is where we're different. Yeah, yeah. so my, my mom wasn't uh, huge into wrestling. Um, she, she didn't mind, I think, that I watched it. Kind of like any not exactly great programming for kids, I guess. I don't know. Um, like South Park and uh, Simpsons and uh, anything that was controversial. She wasn't necessarily stopping me from watching it, but I don't think she approved of it either. So uh, she wasn't about to feed the feed the beast of me watching wrestling nonstop. So I, I never got a pay-per-view. I, I remember my cousin invited me over one time to watch Royal Rumble, and I couldn't go, and I was so heartbroken because I wanted to see it live. So Seth Rollins... I got to see live. I remember, I believe I was in Buffalo at this point, and I remember sitting down watching it and texting all my friends. I go, guys, Seth Rollins just cashed in. What the hell is happening? (laughs) So for that reason, that kind of boosted a little bit because I saw it live. I marked out. I lost my mind. Edge, I saw on WWE.com the next morning. Okay. Yeah, I I mean, I get it. I get it. See, pay-per-views for me, it was like any way I could scrounge together allowance money I would spend on action figures and what, what whatever was left over on the pay-per-view. And luckily, my parents did not give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> because my dad took me to a Monday Night Raw when I was in, like, fourth grade. And was uh. like, oh, man, this was uh, very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I totally get that live factor. Seth is my number two, clearly. Edge is probably your number two, right? Correct, yeah. So we just flip-flopped, yeah. essentially. We just flip-flopped that. Your number three was one I didn't even have on my list. Dolph Ziggler, Monday Night Raw. Dolph Ziggler, Monday Night Raw, once again. 2013. Yeah. I Just the crowd builds this so much for me because they were so hyped for this to happen. And Ziggler had actually been champion before, but it was a baloney moment. He got handed the title because of an injury, and he lost it in like another five minutes. It was stupid. And it, it sucks that they have to count that as a technical championship reign, but they do. Um, <laughs> so this one. It was like, man, he's finally ascended, and like the ring psychology was great because he attacked the the injured leg of Alberto when he was in the armbar, and then he hit the zigzag, and that crowd goes absolutely bananas. Big E goes bananas. AJ Lee goes bananas. Everyone loved it. I, it it's just so hype. I couldn't. I could not love it. And see, here we go again. This is when I was kind of not watching every week. Gotcha. Uh, two thousand. 12 and 2013 were kind of hard wrestling years on me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Those were the dark years. So I'm, I, I think I remember watching this one live, but uh, I'm not sure why I didn't have it on my list because everything you said is true. And it was Dolph Ziggler, a guy that it's always been like, oh man, there's so much more there. And then this was his moment. And 
maybe it was hindsight looking to see what happened with that. I mean, right. I remember I was at the wrong Grand Rapids shortly after he won the title and it was when he had his concussion. So he had the belt, I think, but he couldn't even do anything with it, which was kind of sad. And they didn't let him uh, like go out in public. Like he didn't do any like promos. He was just hurt. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. CM Punk was my number three, winning the world title from Jeff Hardy at extreme rules, 2009. Um, this was at a dark time in wrestling too. I mean, 2009, 2010, we're not critically acclaimed years. So whenever you get a moment like CM Punk stealing the world title from Jeff Hardy, turning heel in the moment, stealing a moment from Hardy, putting a beautiful cherry on the top of a edge Jeff Hardy ladder match to close out a pay-per-view in 2009. It was just a great moment that really did so much more for punk than his first money in the bank cash in and his first world title run. So this one was awesome. And it was like a complete heel turn. He was that weird facey CM Punk character until now. And then bam, turns on Jeff Hardy, makes fun of his drug addictions and alcoholism and all that kind of stuff and his arrest. And it's a real as shit feud. And it was an awesome moment. I, I am surprised that you have a CM Punk cash in on your list and I have none. Of all people. For real. No, seriously. You're the, not that I'm not a CM Punk guy, but you are the CM Punk guy. So (laughs) yeah, I'm actually going to go to Chicago this weekend just to see him fight. Are you really? No, but I want to kind of, (laughs) I kind of, I forgot that was in Chicago. Yeah. So, I mean, the crowd's going to be hyped for that, but it's, it's, come on, he's going to lose. If he wins, I'm going to be so pissed because that'll keep him in mixed martial arts. (laughs) Right. And I kind of want him to lose and go straight to all in. Uh, come back home yeah right, right. starcast right. all in hit them up we'll be there that's right <laughs> no big deal oh, yeah. Yeah, no big deal you're number four dean ambrose money in the bank oh once again another one where i i probably should have seen it coming and i've been watching so many weird promos on youtube like when i get ready for work in the morning because <laughs> i because i have no life uh and i was watching the promo just before that money in the bank uh it's 2016 i believe yeah two years ago yes and yeah. Dean Ambrose is doing uh, the Ambrose Asylum with Roman Reigns, with Seth Rollins, and he says, he's hyping up the crowd. He goes, what if Seth Rollins wins? What if Roman Reigns wins? And then he pauses, and he goes, what if Dean Ambrose wins Money in the Bank and cashes in right then and there? And I'm like, you son of a gun. You foreshadowed that the whole way, and I didn't didn't pick up on it. (laughs) Normally, I pick up on those things. I'm like, yep, Dean Ambrose is winning. He's cashing it in. That's exactly what's going to happen. And I didn't pick up on it. I was shocked that he did it. And I'm shocked that they let him have the title. It just seemed like he was always going to be third fiddle to the other two guys. So that one just always stands out for me. Yeah. And that's actually my number five. And that one totally stands out for me too, just because I think people forget how big Dean was. I mean, Dean was looking like the top star out of the shield at this point in time. And not just because he won the title, but because of the things he was doing. I mean, Dean was hot. Dean was over. Dean was stealing the show every time it seemed like he was out there. Like that roadblock 2006 match with Triple H, 2006, 2016. I mean, (laughs) that whole run for him to this period was beautiful. And I think that foreshadowing by him is extra special because it was kind of like, I mean, I remember hearing that and being like, oh, fuck, Dean's not winning now. (laughs) Just Just like, shit, he just gave it away. But while this is number four on my list, uh, it's probably one of my favorite like crowd moments of all time. And just like the, it's probably my favorite build to a money in the bank cash in. And that is Rob Van Dam at ECW. Why are we still calling this one night stand 2006 <laughs> against John Cena? And uh, this was just cool. I mean, RVD, this is like RVD is in my top five. And I mean, he's, 
this moment, this is one of those wrestling moments that'll stick with me too, just because I watched this show live and it blew me away. It just absolutely blew me the way. The crowd literally rejected John Cena, physically, figuratively, whatever, how you want to say it. They wouldn't even take a shirt from him. It was the most vile crowd reaction I've ever seen in my life. And it was like RVD's house. Right. And in the back of your head, you're still like, oh my God, they would totally put Cena over RVD. So you never knew what was going to happen. And the ending was the ending, but it was an ECW branded show. And I think you and I have talked about this too, because you hated the ending. And yeah, the ending sucked, but guess what? Most ECW endings sucked. <laughs> so luckily, uh, RVD winning the championship. I'm not even going to think about what happened to, to him and Sabu that one fateful night in Ohio. But this moment uh. is one that'll stick with me because I was like, I was like, my guy taking the crown. And you do not have RVD, but you do have The Miz to close out your list. Yeah, and I, I, the problem is I always loved RVD because he's from my hometown, believe it or not. Battle That's Creek, right, Michigan. Battle Creek. So I've always had a soft spot for RVD. And then, like you said, <laughs> the, the ending kind of ruined it for me. But it is a great moment that he called him out early. He's like, I'm cashing mm-hmm. in at this time. You better be ready. It's like, all right, That's, that, takes some, that takes some balls, man. Um, so it was a great cash in, but the ending kind of ruined it. And I... I I, I kind of hate the fact that I went with the Miz, but like it was such a great historical moment and it kind of made him who he is now. I mean, did the championship reign of the Miz absolutely suck? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was yes. bad. <laughs> but I don't think we have the Miz that we have now without that stuff happening. So it's yeah. kind of a, it's a deep dive. The moment was great. I mean, Miz girl, who would, <laughs> you can't beat Miz girl and her little nope. pouty face. Um, the fact that he, he reversed an RKO into the into uh, what's his finisher? What's the business finisher? Skull crushing. Finale. Skull crushing finale. Thank you. Uh, that was great. I didn't expect that. I, you know, and I've seen the backstage walkthrough when he finally wins and everyone's congratulating him. And like Cena says, this is just the beginning. And I, I don't know. I, I just loved it. I, I think that it, uh, it built the Miz to what we know now. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one a lot. I think we had some pretty good solid lists on that because that one wasn't as easy as it sounds because there's a lot of, I've enjoyed a lot of cash-ins. Money in the Bank has been something that WWE has done more right with than wrong, in my opinion. Now, the wrongs really stick out, but yeah, the right have been really good. So, yes. yeah. Before we get into that next one, Grand Rapids Comic Con. Find them at grcomiccon.com. November 9th through November 11th this year. Of this year, the DeVos Place, downtown Grand Rapids, Michigan, a little later in the year. We'll be moderating. We'll be there doing weird stuff again. So come check us out and uh, always give our guys Tardy's Collector Corner some love. And also Tom and G. Granville, I can't eat it, but you can and should. You like that lactose intolerant slut? Oh, is that why? (laughs) I was just going to let it sit there, but now you brought it up. I didn't know you're lactose intolerant. Yep, yep. Cheese hurts the tum tum. Uh, <laughs> there you go, folks. Oh shoot! There it is. Let's end it there. No, just <laughs> kidding. That's actually. Uh, now we're gonna do a large Money in the Bank uh, podcast this weekend that we'll have up this weekend. We're gonna bring in old Joey from Hollywood's World of Sports and Angry John and Big Drew will be in the house. So <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. And uh, so I just kind of want to. What are you most looking forward to seeing in person at Money in the Bank? 
what am I most looking forward to? The, the Money in the Bank match, for sure. Yeah. Um, men's? Men's? Well, I mean both. The, the men's will probably be more crazy, for sure. But um, Sexist. Just kidding. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, I'm Ben. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm more excited for the men's, too. I can, I can fully see Ember <laughs> Moon hitting an eclipse off the ladder. I can see Charlotte doing her backflip off the ladder. I can see a lot of crazy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, like last year... When it was the first women's match, I was shocked that they did as much as they did. And we, you and I talked about that on a podcast. Of a, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not sexist. It's strictly we we didn't know. You know, we didn't know how far they yeah. would let them go, and they went pretty far. I mean, they were smacking each other with ladders. So I fully expect them to take it to another notch this year, and I get to see it live, so everyone else yes, can suck you do. it. Yes, you do. Yeah, I think we're going to see a Charlotte Flair injury angle. Possibly, yeah. Uh, I think she'll go away for a little bit, and uh, I have no idea who's going to win that match. But, uh, yeah, but the men's match. Let's, uh, let's, who Are you sticking with? You changed your pick. Who are you picking in the men's match? <clears throat> um, I originally picked Finn Balor, and I had Finn Balor winning the whole thing, uh, including the title that night. Like, he's going to do a cash-in somehow on Brock, who won't huh. even be there, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work, Austin, but it'll work. Um, here's, here's a little caveat. I've got, well, two, I'll, I'll stick with my first one. And then the other one, I'll give credit where credit's due. I'm stealing it from my friend Gabe. Uh, so my first idea, craziness, ready? Do you remember, Mm -hmm. do you remember when Mick Foley beat the crap out of test before the Royal Rumble and put himself in the Royal Rumble? Oh yeah. Edge did it to Kofi Kingston once in the elimination chamber too once. There you go. So this, uh, this idea that you can just insert yourself into a match isn't new, right? Nope. Um, there's been a guy who's been on the shelf for a little bit. We just talked about him. Mr. Dean Ambrose. Mm. I have this crazy idea that Dean Ambrose is somehow going to insert himself into the money in the bank match and he's going to win it. I, I don't know. I This is me like <laughs> fantasy booking extraordinaire. I want him to beat up Bobby Roode because I think Bobby Roode is just a, a, a cog in the machine for this match. He's not he's not going to win the thing. Let's be honest. He might. I don't know. But I, I, I just don't see it. If he wins, they have to turn him heel in one swoop. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. But moving on from that, he ain't winning. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't winning. So Dean Ambrose. Beats the crap out of Bobby Roode. We don't see it. We just see Bobby Roode lying on the floor, and Kurt Angle's like, what am I going to do? And then he, he's like, all right, all right, I know. We've got him on standby. Let's put him in. And that music hits, and that crowd's going to go bananas in Chicago for Dean Ambrose. You're not wrong. You're crazy, but you're not wrong. I, that ain't happening. Yeah. I know. It's fantasy booking 101, but it's not, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm stuck between Samoa Joe the Miz and Braun Strowman. I mean, my gut's telling me to say Samoa Joe, so I'll just say Samoa Joe. I could see Samoa Joe easily. Um, yeah, I can see it. That gives us an AJ Styles or Nakamura Joe feud, and that's good for everyone. Right. I mean, AJ Styles and Joe tore it up in TNA. Uh, yeah. Nakamura got and the Joe. company's only five-star match. Right. <laughs> right. With Fallen Angel, Christopher and Daniels in there too, but two out of three. Two out of three in bed, right? <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Other than the Money in the Bank ladder matches, um, I'm. I hope Styles and Nakamura delivers. Who the hell knows? Right. I think we're gonna have massive shenanigans in the Nia, Nia Jax Ronda Rousey match. I think Oscar wins clean. I, I think that's happening. Roman Reigns and Ginger Mahal. What are you thinking there? Uh, do I care? I feel no. like 
I feel like Reigns will probably win, but I think Jinder needs the win, even if it's in a shenanigan way. Where's the other Singh brother? Is he coming back anytime soon? I don't know. I remember he tore his ACL. I forget when that was, so he's probably still on the show. I don't know. Big Cass, usually... Big Cass came back yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, he did. That's true. Mm, Bludgeon Brothers and Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. I mean, I'm happy for the Good Brothers, but the Bludgeon Brothers are winning this one. Yeah, I would assume, unless they want to do a club thing again and have everyone on the club have a title. <laughs> right. Oh, Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Is this the worst build for a match in recent memory? Oh, it's pretty damn bad. It is pretty Ooh. damn bad. Oh, my gosh. Oh. It's so bad. It's and they so just, bad. Like, keep, keep going in wrong directions with it, too. It's maddening. What and, are they doing with Sami Zayn? I, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like he's not that bad to where he needs to be yeah. pushed this far down the card, but they're pushing him this far down the card. Yeah, and it's nothing against Bobby Lashley because I think Bobby Lashley has a role. And, I mean, I think he's an occasional once-a-year main event kind of guy, you know, like that random, oh, Bobby Lashley's back in the main event this month kind of guy. Like, he's got, I don't know. I hate Bobby Lashley as a face. I liked him in TNA so much more than WWE, and I figured they would learn from this, but he's just kind of the same character he was when he left. So, yep. whatever. Ugh. Oh, Seth and Elias for the Intercontinental Championship. No way Seth drops it, right? Uh, I can see them possibly doing a swerve, but I don't think Elias is ready. I mean, he is, but not to take it from Seth, who's white hot, you know? <laughs> is this a two-night show? Because the 10th match announced already, Daniel Bryan and Big Cass. Uh, what's on the pre-show? <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. Do, do you have... Probably something, 205 Live. 205 Live. Do you also have B-Team versus uh, Bray and mm -hmm. Matt? That's true. I bet, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so much rest. Oh. Yeah, you're going to be there for like three nights, right? No, just kidding. Well, it seems <laughs> like a three, it. three night show. Yeah. I, I did just get an email like two or three days ago and it said, hey, the time has changed for this event. Your doors were supposed yeah. to open at 630. Now they're opening at 530. I'm like, oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, man. Let's go back to branded pay-per-views. No kidding. <laughs> just, seriously. I'm, I mean, I'm the biggest crier for that. I hate co-branded pay-per-views. Just I hate them so you, much. You got to save it for like WrestleMania and – Royal Rumble and SummerSlam, you know, the big ones. But, yeah. like, every freaking pay-per-view is going to be four to five hours. It's longer than a football and game. And Brock Lesnar's not even here. Like, what the hell? Right. Like, your universal like, champ on. hasn't been seen in more than a month. We haven't seen him. Have we seen him since WrestleMania? Uh, it's a good question. Did he talk once? I don't know. I think I feel like maybe he did a promo at the night after Mania, and that was it. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> What, what was the pay-per-view after Mania? Backlash. Was he at Backlash? Yeah, one of the worst pay-per-views in... Mm, top 10 worst pay-per-views of all time was Backlash. Was it? Is that was that what it was called? Backlash? I can't remember. Payback. Yeah. Or, mm, no, it was Backlash. Was it? I can't remember. Who cares? It sucked. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, Backlash is back to being the one after WrestleMania. Yeah, it sucks. So, Money in the Bank. We'll see what happens. Some stuff could still happen. We got a week of TV left, but... uh. Quick run through NXT TakeOver Chicago because you'll be there too. You're damn right I will, baby. Mm, now, between Gargano and Ciampa and Ricochet and Dream, what are you most looking forward to? Oh, man. That's tough. Gargano and Ciampa, is, last NXT TakeOver, <laughs> is probably one of my top five of the year so far. I mean, that's like top five of the past ten years. <laughs> right. It was epic. <laughs> um, yeah. And the problem is I don't know if they can live up to it again. So... 
We'll see if that happens. Man, I feel like the feud got better. I feel like the feud got better. The like, fact I that feel like there's more there. They're adding Candice a lot into it, and I love that. Um, uh, Ricochet and Dream has been so good. Ricochet with that front flip. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. So crazy. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I'm going to say Ricochet and dream just because I've followed the Twitter feud more and it's new (laughs) and it's fresh, but I mean, I get to see both, so I'm not going to complain. No, absolutely not. And, uh, I fully expect the tag team champs to retain the women's champ to retain and the NXT champ to retain, but uh, I'm most looking forward to Gargano and Ciampa because those two are money together. My goodness. They're money together. They're money against each other. They're money in the same building. I don't think they've ever had a bad match against one each, one another in WWE. You know what's crazy? Their match in the Cruiserweight Classic is probably their worst, and that match was awesome. Right, that's what I was gonna say. Like that is their one of their that that showed them off. Like these are these guys, and then they're a tag team, and they were money as a tag mm-hmm. team. It's like there's your MVPs of the year so far. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, let's get back into that second list. As I said, grcomiccon.com. Grand Rapids Comic Con, November 8th through the 11th, DeVos Place, downtown Grand Rapids, Tardy's Collector Corner. Find them on Facebook. Find them on Twitter. Find them on Instagram. If you don't know how to find them, come to the Court of Nerds on Facebook, on Twitter, the Court of Nerds on Facebook, Court underscore of underscore nerds on Twitter. Check us out. We'll point you in the right direction because how awesome are Gavin? You're new to Gavin and D, but how awesome are Gavin and D? So I just, uh, I met them two or three weeks ago and we go there every Wednesday and we do our Facebook lives for the picks of the week. And oh my gosh, these two lovely people, lovely humans are just fantastic. I got uh, the first two WWE boom books. I got one and two redesign, rebuild, reclaim the Seth Rollins story. And then uh, whatever Dean Ambrose's story is called. I can't remember. Lunatic fringe probably. Um, and they, they held them for me. They're like, yeah, we got them. We'll just we'll order, we'll order them up for you. We'll get them to you, and then you can pay us when, you're, when you get here. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. It's basically like Amazon, but for comics, and they'll do it all for you. They do all the hard work. It's awesome. I was going to say, yeah, take it from me, someone who has access to their Facebook messages. They'll do anything for their customers, so check out Tardy's Collector Corner. Great people. But, yeah, let's go back to it. This one posted this morning, Wednesday, June 6th. We fantasy rebooked five past WWE Money in the Bank ladder matches. Damn right. Now, yeah, you're damn right we did. And if I knew how to work our website, I'd be able to look at it. All right, here we go. <laughs> we'll start with my first one. My first one I rebooked was uh, CM Punk at WrestleMania 24. He would go on to successfully cash in on Edge on Monday Night Raw. And I know what you're thinking. I know what everyone else is thinking. What? That's CM Punk's first cash in. It got him his first World Heavyweight title. Yeah. Well, it all sucked. Yeah, you're his not run wrong. With the world heavyweight, <laughs> just like his run with the world heavyweight title proved that WWE had no idea what they were doing with him at the time because he was immediately back to the mid card. Right. So I mean, he beat down or he beat Edge with a GTS after Batista beat the crap out of him. Blah blah blah. Stuck to the mid card. <laughs> eventually lost his title without losing his title thanks right. to a Randy Orton. There's there it is. Look at that full circle. Randy Orton kicked him in the head before the championship scramble. Punk didn't get to go. Randy Orton placed himself in the match, and Chris Jericho ended up winning. Yep. <laughs> Just like my thing was, rebook, Chris Jericho wins it the, as the storyline creator of Money in the Bank. Not really, storyline-wise. Chris Jericho wins one, saves us from Punk's underwhelming, terribly booked first round with the title, and gets Y2J another something to work with on his road to WrestleMania 25 that maybe keeps us away from the three-on-one handicap match that took place there. <laughs> yes, oh, that was dreadful. Very dreadful. 
Very dreadful. What do you got for us here? Well, Let's see. Oh, Jack Swagger. Yeah, I was going to say, though, see, I'm Punk agrees oh, with here. you. He hated that first championship run because mm-hmm. he, he they never gave him the ball and ran. Like, they, they let him have the title, but he was always in, like, the second hour of the show. He wasn't in the main event. He wasn't pushed as if he was a legitimate champion. And yeah. he, he was fed up with it, too. He's like, what the hell am I doing? And then he wasn't actually injured. Like, he wasn't written out of the storyline because of – um, an actual injury. They just needed to get the title to Jericho for the, I believe it's a Shawn Michaels feud at that point. Yep. They literally just forced it into the Shawn Michaels feud. So whatever. He's like, you can't even let me lose my title in the ring. And they're like, Nope, we got to do it this way. It's like, okay. Yeah. So I'm not mad that you rebooked that as much as I love CM Punk. Not mad. Um, right. I, yeah. What did I do? We got a lot of things here. Jack's Jack's way. We'll go through a couple of them that I think are worth talking. Cause we had a couple duplicates. Jack Swagger at WrestleMania 26. We both had this one. He cashed in on Chris Jericho on SmackDown and won the title. You rebooked it as Christian winning Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 26 and cashing in on Edge. And I rebooked Christian wins, turns heel, (laughs) returns to Captain Charisma, and cashes in on Jericho. Nice. (coughs) We had similar ideas here. Um, My big thing was I wanted to somehow get Christian and Edge together because – uh, this was the year that, well, within this calendar year, the next year, Edge retires because of his injury. So I, I can't rebook an injury. Like if he actually retires, he actually retires. So I thought, you know, maybe Christian cashes in on his best friend, turns heel. Edge can go out as a face at WrestleMania and retire against his best friend instead of Alberto Del Rio. Like who cares? Um, no. So this is me fantasy booking a, a championship win off a of Money in the Bank contract and a retirement all-in-one fell swoop. Yeah, exactly. I just like Christian as a heel. That crap, that ca- crafted, that Captain <laughs> Charisma character from like 2003 to 2005, I just loved so much. I wanted him to win a world title. I, 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 and him and uh, Jericho were always money to me. Those two together were absolute money. But yeah, we, we both agree that Jack Swagger probably wasn't the right one. When the guy takes 30 goddamn seconds to unhook the briefcase, it's oh not a good sign. No. It's one of the worst finishes in ladder match history. And I'll even include Ultimate X matches from TNA. This is up there. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, shoot, let's see what you got on here. Uh, yeah, uh, we might as well talk about Baron Corbin, right? Yeah, Baron Corbin one was just bad. Uh, like, It's the fact that they didn't do anything with him, and they probably should have. As much as I dislike Baron Corbin, he is somewhat talented in the ring. I'll say it. He's got a sick finisher mm-hmm. when he hits it correctly. His two signature moves are sick. Right. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But they wasted a Money in the Bank briefcase to strictly get him in the opening match at SummerSlam. What was the point? Why? They, they clearly didn't have anything for him. So I said, let's give it to Sami Zayn who hasn't won a damn thing in WWE since being called to the main roster. He won the NXT title for, I think, two, three weeks before Kevin Owens took it from him. So let's give Sami Zayn the belt. He can cash in on Jinder, and then they can still do what they did. They put the title back on AJ Styles at some point, and then AJ goes on to keep it. Just make Sami Zayn somewhat legitimate, please. Yeah, I hear you on that. I did not have this one on my list because I am a firm believer that money in the bank needs to suck sometimes. It can't be <laughs> awesome every year or we'll get spoiled and it'll devalue it. So 
the Baron Corbin thing has made me even more excited for this year because it's like a restart. True. You know, you see one wasted, so it's like, all right, here we go again. Here we go again. Ah, one that we did both have, WrestleMania 23, Mr. Kennedy didn't even get to cash the damn thing in because he lost the contract to Edge on Raw, and by the time WrestleMania 24 rolled around, he was not in the company. Right. So, let's see. I was there for this one. Let me just say, it was right time, right moment. That was the right pick in the moment. It just didn't work out. The, that ladder match itself was absolutely fantastic. I rebooked it as Randy Orton winning at WrestleMania 23, winning the contract. He gets to go right back into feuds with Undertaker and Batista. Orton and Undertaker were just coming off of a fantastic WrestleMania 21 match and feud, year-long feud the year and a half before. So a decent enough feud that Undertaker's recently won title could have added a fresh layer to. I know that one's safe. That one's kind of boring. It would have been another. It would have been a young milestone for Randy Orton, and it was just a safer pick than Mr. Kennedy. Now you went another direction. Yeah, I went with Jeff Hardy winning Money in the Bank and cashing in on Great Khali. Um, so the fact that Great Khali won the title in a Royal Rumble, I, I went back and looked at the history of how these people won the title within that calendar year. And I remember Great Khali winning it because I, I think Batista had an injury and had to uh, surrender the title. Yep. So Khali won in a battle royal. And it's that's it, just a crap way to win the title, I think. Unless it's the Royal Rumble. I, I, I think it's lazy booking. So Great Khali wins it, but not for long. Jeff Hardy cashes in, hits the swanton, boom. And now you have a new blue brand champion for SmackDown. And hopefully that can set some stuff up for the future. But I, I thought this was just a great way to save Mr. Kennedy from getting this stupid contract and not using it. And then you can give it to Jeff Hardy and have him uh, really catapult his career. Right. Right. Uh, another one I had, just, just a quick one, was Sheamus winning at 2015, successfully cashing on Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. I rebooked it as Kofi Kingston winning the briefcase, and yes. I got a little weird with it. I said he cashes in on Seth Rollins after Brock beat the piss out of him at Battleground. So <laughs> he gives Kofi a golden ticket and rewards the man responsible for some of the match's most memorable moments. And Kofi Kingston is 0-6 in Money in the Bank ladder matches, and I believe this was the last one he was in. Maybe one he was in one later, but he was a veteran. He's made it work in several different roles. I think if you have Brock beat the piss out of Seth Rollins, Kofi cashes in on a beatdown Seth. It makes sense. It's whatever. You know, give Kofi the belt for a month. I didn't want him to be the top guy. He's just one of those guys like, man, you got to give him a big payday. Come on now. Uh, he's one, Yeah, like you said, he's won every title, I think, except for a world title. He's yep. won the IC title. He's won the U.S. title. He's a tag team champ. He just, you got to get him that world title. At least once. Come on. He deserves it. Yeah, yeah. I know. He does deserve it. Yeah. So I, I would, well, you never know. Kofi could be in it this year, too. We don't know yet. That's right. I know it. Let's do it. And uh, let's see here. I'll give you a, let's hear, let's just remember Damian Sandow for a second. You had that one. Oh, Damian Sandow. This one just angered me because I love the fact that Damian Sandow won it when he did. That crowd was hyped. They loved every second of it. He cashed in on a lame John Cena. His elbow was gone, basically. His elbow was non-existent, and he hit him with that briefcase 42 million times, and he still lost. He still lost an opportunity to win a world title because they couldn't get off John Cena, I guess. I don't remember why. Um, so I said, just give it to Cody Rhodes. Give it to the other person of the Rhodes Scholars and have Cody nope. Rhodes cash it in on Alberto Del Rio at SummerSlam. And then you've got Cody Rhodes as the new champ. He probably never leaves the company. He's a legitimate star at this <laughs> point. Boom. Cody Rhodes is still here. Everyone's happy. 
I really wanted Cody to win that one in the moment. I, uh, I was always a big fan of his work in the ring and I'm not just saying that because he's my all in Starcast overlord. I just remember <laughs> really wanting him to win this one. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad he didn't win it and I'm glad he's not there anymore. Same. And I mean, I mean that as a good thing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, thing. that pretty much covers it. We had some fun on that. We'd love to hear yours. We'll be sharing that one throughout the week. But uh, guess where you can find this one? You can find that one at thecourtofnerds.com. And guess what? There's an all-new wrestling tab at the top of our page. Well, all the wrestling podcasts and all the wrestling write-ups will go. You'll also see the wrestling podcast on the podcast tab on the homepage. But we're going to put all the wrestling stuff together on one tab as we do more and more since uh, I got another body that's going to be doing stuff. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Yes. <laughs> oh, now, is there anything else? Oh, yeah. Should we go over New Japan? Because I feel like I should at least mention the fact that New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion is this Saturday at 3 a.m. Eastern time, but you don't got to wake up and watch it live. Wake up the next morning, <laughs> save it for the next night, and New Japan World's like not that expensive. I think it was $8.99 or $9.99 American, and uh, it's Okada versus Omega, two out of three falls, no time limit, main event. Naito versus Chris, yeah, yeah. Naito versus Chris Jericho, Will Ospreay versus Takahashi, Rey Mysterio Jushin Thunder Liger, Tanahashi versus Cody, Marty, and Hangman Page, and then Sonata and Evil versus the Young Bucks for the world for the heavyweight tag team ch- championships. The Bucks are going for their first heavyweight win. That would be a pretty impressive milestone. The only thing I'm bummed about on the card is that Jay White is not in a singles match. Whatever. What are you going to do? <laughs> I love this card. I will be watching it. Maybe live. Maybe not live. We will see. <laughs> I won't be. I can promise you that. I will not be watching this live. Yeah. I've got, we've got too much stuff happening Saturday. Uh, we'll be at Tardy's uh, all day. Well, not all day. Pretty close to all day Saturday. So That's right. And we're going to record Saturday morning. I will not be at Tardy's, but you guys will be holding down the fort. I will be doing a bar hop with uh, some family and friends. Rough life. Yeah. Rough life. <laughs> Rough life. And uh, yeah, keep tuning in. TheCourtOfNerds.com. You can find us on Twitter. Court underscore of underscore nerds on Facebook, the Court of Nerds. We're on Instagram. We're on everything. One big thing I do want to ask people to do, find us on iTunes. Find us wherever you do, do your podcasting and podcast listening. Subscribe, rate, leave a review. It really helps us out, and that's appreciated. You can find me on Twitter at Benjamin S. Raven. Uh, don't find me on Facebook. I don't know you. <laughs> you want to <laughs> plug your Twitter? Yeah, it's uh, Austin J. Bruner. That's just my name, my full name. In case you want to steal my social security number and all that stuff, you have my full name. There you go. I don't know why I said that. Okay, well, this is where <laughs> we'll stop talking. And cut. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> cool. Uh, that has been That's So Braven. And just a reminder to everyone else, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Court of Nerds podcast on whatever you listen to your podcasts on. iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, something I haven't heard of yet, or thecourtofnerds.com. Just make sure you're listening, sharing, letting us know what we can do better. Uh, the Court of Nerds podcast network is supported by Tardy's Collector Corner, Grand Rapids Comic Con, Tom and Chi of Grandville, and maybe you. Hint, hint. You can reach us at Court of Nerds Podcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook at The Court of Nerds, 
Twitter, court underscore of underscore nerds. This has been Benjamin Raven. You can find me on Twitter at Benjamin S. Raven. Thanks. And yeah, we mean to end this show that way, so that's the only time I'll ever explain that. This show ends when I stop talking.